Thank you for joining us for a special episode of How'd You Like That Movie. This is where we look at Oscar films in which Chris decides he has a better opinion than the Academy itself. We are discussing 2006's Brokeback Mountain and Crash. I gotta go. I'm fucking a white woman here. And of course, I'm gonna use the... Because this is how I feel about you, Scott, and this podcast. I wish I knew how to quit you. and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie uh as you're probably uh hearing we still don't have our producer who's working in the united states so we are fumbling our way through yet another episode uh thank god we do have an editor that will try and make some sense of the gibberish that we're talking uh as scott said we're going to be talking about films i feel were robbed and you know not just me there are other people film critics that think that films got robbed uh, we're going to be talking about 2005's Brokeback Mountain and Crash. But before we do that, I've got a special note to the Oscars who decided for the 2022 season that they were going to remove film editing, makeup, hairstyling, production design, music, original score, sound, and all the fucking short categories from the live presentation. Fuck you, Academy. Fuck you. You ever seen a fucking film without that stuff? It's not a fucking film. Your best picture isn't a best picture without that shit. So fuck you. Anyway, Scott, take us away. Fucking overdramatic for somebody. <laughs> Especially for somebody who's like, as people would, you know, listen to this podcast would know, half of your argument is, well, I would cut this shit out, <laughs> right? <laughs> to save time. So when you have an academy that's like, maybe we don't want another fucking four hour show that's been going on or three and a half hour show we're just going to cut out these little things you know i, yeah, I don't these little things these little things that literally make your movie hey you I, I don't i don't hear you complaining when you know that what's that section that they have that like an actor will come out and be like here's the all the technology awards that were issued and it's like a 30 second clip <laughs> right and it's all these people getting awards but, but, but really film cool. editing like let's like before we i think it's apropos show. right they're cutting out the film editing <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, i think Touché. it's apropos. Touché, man, that word of the day calendar is fucking working on point uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna bitch about that every episode before the oscars so uh we don't need to dwell on it right now because I'm going to dwell on it later on. Uh, so, Scott, I actually want you to go first on this, because clearly I have, you know, I don't want to say I have a horse in this race, but I definitely have some strong opinions. So, as you Okay. Um, so, I've watched Crash before, and I watched mm -hmm. it when it got released. Okay. This was the first time I've ever watched Brokeback Mountain. Are you fucking serious? I've never watched this film before. Jesus, um, man. Well, I think that I would say now watching it, um, I'm going to say no, you're no, no, wrong. Before, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay, I'm going to say you're wrong. Um, I think even now, 16, 16 years later, Crash is still as relevant in its message as it was. Whoa, whoa hold on. I'm going to fucking just stop you right in your fucking tracks. The award for best picture is not for relevant message. It's an award around filmmaking. So let's fucking keep on point here, buddy. Okay, but uh, part of the <laughs> film is its message, right? So 
the message that I had back then still resonates and is still a reflection of society today, 16 years later. Uh huh. But the award is not for having a relevant message. The award no. is for the delivery of that message. So yes. keep going. And I think it, it, well, it did well then. It still does well. Like it's still watchable now. Sure. So there's lots of watch, lots of films that are watchable that don't deserve yeah. fucking uh, Oscars for best picture. One, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go with the can can. I'm gonna go with your can can. Can con. Yeah. <laughs> the can can's a French dance. Not okay. I'm gonna start calling Canadian it the can can. Content. <laughs> I, I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling it the can can. It's Canadians can do it. You know, it's can can. <laughs> but um, you know, writer director Paul Haggis who you know, born an hour away from where we live. That's right. London, London Ontario. Ontario. So I'm going to give it to him because, you know, he, he's Canadian. And That's why? That's it. That's your fucking argument. Oh, the guy's from fucking the, London, Ontario. That, fucking that, he did the screenplay for Casino Royale too. So that fucking <laughs> kicked ass too. Like I watched, I watched both. Uh, Crash. Did you rewatch re both to get yeah. ready for the show? Well, okay. I watched Brokeback for the first time and rewatched Crash. Okay. Um, Crash from beginning to end kept your interest, right? It like, but I found myself not nodding off, but like just hitting the button to see how much longer um, Brokeback was going to go on for. Right. The, the award's also not for like how entertained you are, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it, I do think that being entertained is part of filmmaking. I, yes. I, I will give you that. I'm mostly making fun of you at this point. Yeah, but like we, we did Power of the Dog too, right? And that one fucking oh. drag too. So I don't know. Awful though. So that's that. Yeah. Brokeback is a way better film than fucking Power. Would you agree? Brokeback Mountain is a better film than Power of the Dog. Um. Wow. There shouldn't even be a fucking um there. <laughs> no, because it, it's too like it because it is similar, but like theme wise, maybe similar, but it's still too like power is more of um, you know like a thriller kind of thing. I would say because it's more about like the evolution like I, I said in our episode i thought it was more of the evolution of the serial killer than it was the um you know better like to come uh, or yeah, yeah yeah like that was in the background but you never actually got to meet uh you know his you know jake gyllenhaal to come benedict cumberbatch's heath ledger right so you never mm -hmm. actually got to see that relationship the most you saw was him masturbating with a piece of cloth for five minutes long that that could have been edited out <laughs> yeah uh, let's keep editing in the oscars but let's edit down the masturbatory uh aspect of uh power of the dog true enough. but i think yeah like i was more entertained and i thought i honestly thought the cinematography was better and crash than it was than it was in uh in um broke back but i i i do see why Anne lee won for direction as well right and i don't know i think to me and you can say it wrong like like the jake gyllenhaal character was never redeemed that's the not that, that, that doesn't matter like that's not at all yeah but it threw me off i didn't like 
Um, can actually just to just can you give us a quick synopsis of what Crash is about? Since like because you seem to enjoy it, right? Yeah. So you know, so it's one of those Cronenberg films. So it's about like people that get off on car crashes, and uh, James Spader did a really good job. <laughs> Oops, wrong crash. I know. I almost I almost thought it was that one, right? That would have been awesome. Oh my god. I wish you had actually just like got all your notes. I, I was it. close. I was close, man. I put it on my queue to watch, but then and I when I started talking about like Sandra Bullock and stuff, you're like, what are you talking about? Sandra Bullock is not in this I'm like, movie. it was it was James Spader and, and Deborah Hager. But um no, like, I was it was close. very erotic, and you're like, it was erotic, like the black and white violence. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, there's no black people in Crash. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'll be honest, I was close. To, I, I thought it was the Cronenberg one for a second, and I realized. I think the Cronenberg one's from the '90s, though, isn't it? I think it. No, I think it's like early 2000s. I think it's oh, like okay, 2001. So it was, it's it's even it's close. Like close. Like, oh. it, they were close, right? Uh, from what I remember. Um, Anyway, yeah. synopsis. And then I totally forgot that it was Paul Haggis that did it. I thought this was fucking traffic from Sodenberg. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, I thought Sodenberg directed this. You're like, but, all these like car words, traffic, drive. I'm like, crash. it's just confusing me, man. Like, fuck, sitting Stop at home, sign. isolated. Like, <laughs> like, this shit does not help, right? Anyway, come on, but, give us the synopsis. So, Crash is t- technically the synopsis. Uh, quick rundown it's like a two days in the life of la in which you have intersecting lives that are literally uh crashed together where you know you have the um, the two car thieves who end up you know stealing the car of the district attorney and then who's white Yes. And then he's trying to, you know, be very uh, politically correct. So he's trying to find um, a minority hero that he can pin something like a a war to show that because he doesn't want to lose the African-American votes in his next election. And then you have a detective who's uh, investigating um a white cop who has shot three black people and then you find out the third black person was an undercover cop and then it's them going through that investigation and then you have uh michael pena who plays like um a locksmith in his life right like just moving from um a bad side of town to the not so bad side of town because there was gunshots that went through his window and almost hit his daughter. And it's just how th- these lives are just intersecting in, um, you know, in violent ways. Yeah, absolutely. And like racial tension is specifically in the city of Los Angeles in the time period or whatever. I would agree. Yeah. Like it's all about just like, intersection and the tension that exists between and socioeconomic as well both like mm-hmm. class and money and how race and class uh have that intersectionality right so the intersexual intersexuals in, in some i mean yeah, i think you, you know, need a word was intersectional intersectionality i think you need a word of a day. <laughs> i need a fucking speech therapist is what i need 
Uh, okay, before I go on my like, and we 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 get take my position. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Well, because you're gonna you're gonna push back on what I say. It, I, I, it is a is you'll a be wrong, but <laughs> I, yeah, I think that this would be a good debate because I do think the Academy chose the right one. Like for film itself, I think when you take and it's my definition of what a best film is. My definition is, when, is this. Okay. The um, tax yeah, like mine is when you have when you when you take the script, the actor, the direction, uh, cinematography, and editing, and you know it builds this perfect like put it on the petri dish and it builds this perfect film, right? So everything was strong, like, but you can have a film that you know. Like Ann Lee could be a better direct, like was the better director, but in all the film itself of Crash, I think overtook what Brokeback was. All right. Now go. Are you good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I figure I'm not going to talk for a while. So hold on. <laughs> You're just going to like go, go like have a smoke. Like a if I smoked, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> go have a vape or whatever it is you do. Uh, so actually, I uh, so I, I I love Wilcock Mountain. So I already knew that I had a bias to this film, and I hadn't seen Crash in a long time. And I remember when I first saw Crash, I wasn't super impressed. So I specifically watched uh, Crash first. And I'll be honest, up until about halfway through the film, I was like, oh, maybe the Academy got it right. And I agree with you. Like the message is actually, I would say, as relevant or more with what's going on, you know, what happens with like George Floyd and like just the like racial tension in the United States here in Canada, like that message is still very relevant. And I thought they actually did a decent job, you know, kind of touching on those aspects, like the white cop, you know, shaking down the director and his wife, um, the, you know, locksmith dealing with the language barrier with the Persian shopkeeper and stuff like that. And up until about the halfway mark, I was like, oh, I think this is going to really give Brokeback a run for its money in this conversation. And then somewhere around that halfway mark, the fucking film fell apart. And I feel like it jumps the shark when uh, Dylan's character shows up and um, redeems himself. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Matt, Matt Dillon shows up and the car is upside down. And first off, I thought that thing was like shot really kind of cheesily. And it just felt like this white savior, like you said, redemption bullshit. Uh, the film got like super cheesy in my opinion after that. And I also found that, and I get like a big part of the story narrative is supposed to be how interconnected we all are. Like two things, I would say that we're super interconnected and the duality of man, right? Like the idea that like, we are all just products of our environment and like good people can do bad things and bad people can do good things. And we all kind of justify that. But I did feel that like, I felt it was properly interconnected in the first half. And then Vegas really tried to like really connect like every single one of those characters to a point that it, it basically stopped meeting the burden of like, relevant like disbelief like suspension of disbelief right like i just think that they could have still kept some of those characters apart from each other and the film would have been better um so 
it was nominated for five Oscars. Obviously, it won Best Picture. It was Best One, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Screenplay. Uh, it was nominated for nine BAFTAs, and it won Best Supporting Actress and Best Original Screenplay. So for sure, the editing is awesome. A lot of cross-cutting, a lot of, uh, you know, aspects of like non-linear editing as well, or format. Um, so I, 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 I totally think that it's a, a beautifully edited film. The cinematography is okay. Like... Uh, Michael, Michael Morrow, like kind of the best film I've, when I looked at his filmography, as far as cinematography he did was like Traitor, which also had Don Cheadle in it. Um, this, the film, like Crash had a fantastic cast as Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, Matt Dillon, Brendan Fraser, Terrence Howard, Ludacris, uh, uh, Thwadoi Newton, I know I screwed up her name, uh, Michael Pena and Ryan Philippe. Um, like I said, well edited, you know, it's got a $6.5 million budget, made $99 million, so it did well in that way. It's an okay movie. It's okay. I don't actually think that it really even does, does belonged on the best picture list. Really? So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think of, okay, so we have Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, and Munich. And all of those films, uh, the only one I haven't seen is Good Night, Good Luck. I haven't, I haven't been able to actually find it anywhere. Uh, are fantastic. Like when I think big picture, I think of like all the ingredients came together, and like you said, like it makes one totally big film. And there, there needs to almost be a certain amount of scope. And I don't just mean like cinematic scope, but like the a big story as well as the big cinematic experience. And I found Crash doesn't have a really big cinematic experience to it. But let's say we leave it on the list. Any one of those films is better than Crash. Again, obviously I didn't see uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Now, so do you have anything to say about what I've said so far? Yeah, I well, like, Go ahead, go ahead. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like I do, I did enjoy what they did with the editing here where, you know, they would have like the scene like, as an example, like Brandon Frage's characters, just like out of the meeting, he starts walking to the door, you see him reach for the door, and then it's another door opening and we go into the next scene, the next person's life, right? Yeah, like that's how, very cool. Like it's very already yeah. in that way, right? Um, and I think from what you're saying, um, like I found this a lot more indie than like it was a smaller kind of condensed picture sure. compared and to all we the other to, ones you're saying 100 percent. i mean what did i say it had a 6.5 million dollar budget like i think Vegas had to uh mortgage his home and like he he basically bore beg, beg paul haggis yeah beg borrowed and you know beg borrowed and probably didn't steal money to make this fucking movie and nobody wanted to produce it so like i give it kudos and if we were talking about the indie spirit awards sure Sure, no problem. Uh, Brokeback Mountain uh, had... But go you, ahead. Like, you, okay. So By the way, in, Brokeback Mountain only had a $14 million budget. So it's it's like, so it's double. over double, but yeah, it's not and, huge. And most it's likely not, that's the actor's salaries at the time, right? Too. Sure. Uh, well, just probably Anne Hathaway's salary at the time. Um, but, okay. So when we did our best of... Uh, 2021 you picked Zola yep right yep it was your best film and to me like when you name these films that were nominated Crash is the Zola 
of that film, which is small, condensed, um, and has a good story, had some strong acting, and its editing and camera style is what kind of won it over. But I'm not saying that, but if you ask me, you asked me what my, the best film of 2021 at the time was, I said Zola. That doesn't mean I think Zola has any business being in the best picture category or definitely winning best picture. Wait, didn't. Of the Oscars. Didn't she get mad that it wasn't nominated? Uh, I think it, I think it got, the problem is that Zola, I don't think got nominated for any Oscars, which I think is not right. But best picture? No, it should like it's not big enough to be a best picture. Like the, the scope is not there for best picture. Best picture is a very specific award, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Again, it, yeah. it'll do it'll but do well it? at the Indie Spirit Spirit Awards. <clears throat> so okay, so just so I know, because um, then like this art, whatever we argue might not be because so like does it have to have a certain amount of budget or? It's about like some, no man. Because you're saying how big? Like what's the big? Like what what's the big is like the like when you watch it, it has size and grandeur to it. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a big budget to do that. Obviously, it makes it easier with a big budget, but you can also have a big budget that doesn't have a lot of scope to it. The story you're trying to tell needs to be like a big story, like I don't know, storming the beaches of Normandy. That's a big fucking story uh you know uh, moonlight you know this this whole interaction between these characters and their coming of age story like that's a it's a big emotional story you know what i mean even parasite right like parasite you're talking about like class structure in in south korea and like how that you know it is influencing those characters and then you know drives them to do the things that they did mm-hmm. so um Again, I think that like so the crack- social ec- and economic yep. economics of Los Angeles is not a big enough story or it's, America it's, in general. It's big, but again, it just didn't feel like a very flushed out. It felt it felt like that script needed more work. First off, they probably should have brought on some, I don't know, fucking people of color and women to help write those characters because it has a very male gaze to it and a very white male gaze to it. Um, but again, if you want to put it on the best best picture list, it's not the best picture that, like, it should not be winning. Like, those other films are better best pictures. So now I want to actually talk about Brokeback Mountain. So I watch Crash. I kind of make my opinion up. I put on Brokeback Mountain, and I bet you within seven minutes or whatever just the cinematography alone i was like fuck yeah this fucking movie the those images of nebraska by the way it's shot in alberta canada which is awesome but those shots were like the clouds are like almost like simpsons clouds like it almost looks like the clouds are like green screen composed and these almost like steady you know shots on sticks or whatever and just this, it's almost like this portrait of the American West or the American Midwest or whatever. It's fucking tangibly beautiful to look at. And then you get into uh, the dynamic between Joan Hall and uh, Heath Ledger. And like, he's playing like the, 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 the strong silent type and Jake Joan Hall is a much more like open, as, as open as you can be in like 1963 is when it opens about his sexuality. 
and the, and the, and the conflict back and forth. And then the conflict that they have with society, like the dialogue is fucking on point and the emotional gravitas of that movie. I still cry every time I watch that movie. That end what scene, part? When he's like, when he's in and he's smelling, well, that part is super sad. But even when he first gets the shirt, like he, he gets Jake Gyllenhaal's character's shirt from the parents after he's been killed. And he's just standing there and he's like, he like smells it and holds it. It's just such a tender, tender moment. Like that, oh, it's, there's so many just good beats, like showing how angry he gets and how he can't commit to this like love. It's a, this beautiful love story that happens to also be about two men. And it's, it's beautifully shot. I mean, the editing is, is, is not as complex the way that uh, crashes. Like I said, crashes are much, it's not better. It's just different. It's different editing and it deserves the award because it's very complicated editing. Like you're saying, stepping through a door, flashing back to this, like there's a lot of movement and it creates, creates it's a, a very dynamic picture. Brokeback Mountain is a much, it's a subtler, it's like, it's almost like a, like a watercolor or a painting. And it's just, it's just a beautiful to watch. It's a, it's delightful. Like as a film. Yeah. It, it's like a, a um, Bob Ross kind of, kind of thing going it is actually you know it's like as funny as that statement is it is there's but, a certain softness to it you know what i mean and that's the thing like like i think and this is not a knock but you know we'll say it <laughs> oh as by the joke. way if anybody knows brokeback mountain is about two cowboys who happen to be gay in case you've no, no. Been under under well they are two gay. cowboys and they happen to be gay and there's a lot they're by i think they're by well i mean they're choosing to have they would have Hey, Jake Gyllenhaal and him would have much rather just been with each other. So, wait, okay, they, they can. Well, be Jake Gyllenhaal's character would much rather be with with him, not Heath. Heath would the beginning. rather. He just can't. He can't. Says he's just. I can't do that. I can't. I want to. I want to, but I can't. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, is is more open. I don't think he ever said he wanted to. Okay, man, you need to go back and actually like watch the the film and see the subtext. When did he say he wanted to? He doesn't say it in so many words, but he definitely says he can't. Like, I can't do that. Like, I, we can't live that life. Like, we have what we have. and Yeah, because he was traumatized from what his dad showed him. Yeah, man. Wouldn't that be fucking traumatic? <laughs> like, this is what happens to people that engage in that kind of lifestyle. Uh, the DOP is uh, Rodrigo Printo. And so he did. he's done some amazing stuff with Scorsese. He's done Silence, The Irishman. Uh, he also did, oh, and The Wolf of Wall Street. But he also did 8 Mile. Frida and Babel, which and Argo from your uh, buddy George Clooney and Ben Affleck. Mm, also an Oscar winner. Yes, also an Oscar winner. But uh, yeah, so like in terms of like I was saying before, like the Bob Ross scenario, like that's what I found with uh, Jake's character. Mm. It was we need another kind of straight gay man to for him to kind of fall in love with and we're gonna just put him here they're like well there's hopper from stranger things now there's the mexican prostitute right and which even that scene where heath ledger's character goes and visits his parents the dad's like yeah he he's told us a lot of stories about this ranch and how many other guys were going to be coming right well he he said one other guy he said which was the 
David Harbour character. Yes, yeah, because originally he talked about Ennis, right? And he was going to come up here and blah, blah, blah. And then he starts, didn't talk about him anymore and he talked about another guy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. and that's the thing, like in terms of this love story, it, was it really a love story if technically Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's character was there's constantly a whole, there's a fucking There's a whole monologue basically where Heath Ledger, they're beside the river and Heath Ledger's like, tells him like, I don't want to know the things that I don't know. If I come to know them, I'll fucking kill you. Basically, you know, the jealousy or he doesn't want to know about what he's doing down in Mexico. And Jake Gyllenhaal like fucking lays it on the line. He's like, man, we could have had something. We could have had something beautiful. We could have done something. But like, he's basically, this is his, in, in, in no, in, you know, a, no more words than he needs. He basically is like, I'm fucking gay, man. Like I, I need to have sex. Like, like I can't do, he says, I can't just survive on a couple of high altitude fucks mm-hmm. once a year or whatever. Right. He's like, like, I love you. I want to be with you. We can't be together. You won't let us be together. So yeah, I'm going to go get some fucking ass down the street, man. Like these guys, man, I don't how think you said it that way, uh, but that I'm paraphrasing, but basically <laughs> like, he's like, I'm fucking gay, man. Like this is, this is who I am and I want to be with you, but you, you won't let us be together. So I'm going to do what I need to do to fucking get through my fucking day to day. It's a hundred percent. Like they, those two men love each other, man. Just fucking love each other. Cry. It's, like, it's so sad. And the acting performances from everybody involved is just amazing. Yes. Like, like you obviously Heath Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, but Michelle Williams, Anne Hathaway, and Randy Quaid. Like, they're it's fucking. Well, awesome. I wouldn't say Randy Quaid per se because his role was fine. He did a great job. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, but because he's only like first fifteen minutes, right? Uh, well, I mean, he comes in a couple times at the beginning of the film, right? Because yeah. he first does the job interview and then he shows up uh, on site and kind of he catches them in, in a way. And then basically when uh, Jake Hall's character is looking for Heath Ledger's character, he's like, you know, basically like I didn't hire you to like fuck each other. Or stem yeah, the rose, whatever that means. He was like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, you weren't getting paid to have the dogs walk, watch the sheep at night, right?" I mean, it's so. super impressive that Ang Lee, like the the big film that he had done right before this, is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is like obviously a beautifully directed film and beautifully shot film. But this is like a hardcore drama. <laughs> like, yeah, those are very different films. Like, one's like this crazy uh, Chinese style action film with like flying and fucking sword fighting and stuff. And then he comes to this just like, like peaceful drama, and it's yeah, it's it's really beautiful to watch. Uh, once and he, year, d- once he year, does the Hulk after, right, or was yeah, that before? Actually, yeah, he did the. That's right, he did the Hulk also with, before with, broke back with Eric Bana. Yeah, he said that after doing those two films before broke back, he, that like he was kind of exhausted, and broke back Mountain actually kind of re-energized him as a director. And I mean, again, doing those action films, man, that's a lot of fucking it's a different kind of work. It's a different kind of stress. Right. Um, I mean, you got to deal with the Hulk all day. Like I can't really imagine that guy's easy to work with. Like <laughs> deal with the fucking Hulk all day. So, um, trust me, I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like having to deal with a Hulk, somebody who just, you know, takes up space and just uh, <laughs> takes uh, out the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, so if, unless you have anything else to say, specifically, well, I, I well, want Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think, like, like I said, I think the Academy got it right. Like, I think out of the two, Crash was more deserving of the best picture. And, and don't get me wrong, there, like, even though this was the first time I saw uh, Brokeback, 
and you know at times i was bored but it, it still was uh, a beautiful film to watch um but i don't think it's one that many people are going to re-watch either right i disagree you, anyway you i got think? i want to i want to i want to i want to leave my last words are going to be these from eric cohen from IndieWire. Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain deserves better, but the Academy didn't know it. Paul Haggis's painless, painfully obvious ensemble drama about racial prejudice in Los Angeles was a smug, one-note drama designed to make white liberals feel good about themselves. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com The only thing I would say is, um, is like in terms of just Heath Ledger itself like you know dying young like seeing this then seeing Dark Knight like it's it's crazy to think like he could have been oh he would have been one of the greats like he think, was already becoming one of the greats right yeah i think he would have been kind of the next um daniel day lewis or it's just like encompasses the role and just like every role he gets nominated for it doesn't matter what the fuck it is right production by rod shaver fader monkey productions